Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about two all the boys I've loved before. Two. P.S. I still love you. <laughs> Such a long title. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, wait, but it doesn't even have... Okay, I, I added too much to it. It's just to it all is. the boys. P.S. Yeah. I still love you. It I didn't have it right sense. in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of just... I was kind of just going off my memory. Yeah, and um, I, I would like to just preface this. Yes, I am back in the country. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to after our crazy podcast or crazy Oscar situation um uh and I'm still not quite home yet I'm now in Boston at my boyfriend's place so I'm recording on my iPad so I apologize if if you hear some outside noises because uh, the walls are really thin here and all that all right it's good to have you back Alessandra I really uh I really missed you buddy I, I miss you too time. My my jet lag is was off the wall. Um, I watched a lot of movies on the plane. Um, yeah, do you want to start with that, or I just wanted to let to... you know which ones I watched. I mean, I didn't know if I actually tried to watch this one on on one of my flights. The P.S. I still love you, um, but I oh, only so got about it, right? Yeah, I downloaded it, but you know when I had downloaded it, I didn't have very good internet, so it only downloaded about a half an hour of the movie. Um, so then I had to watch the rest at home. But uh, I guess I could tell you about the movies I watched on the plane, just briefly. Um, yeah. I had 10 flights uh, over the course of, like, 14 days. Um, but how how many were long enough to where you could actually watch something on it? Like, weren't some flights pretty short or no? Yeah, I mean, there was a few that were only a couple hours, 45 minutes long, Um for anybody who's interested, I was going to Asia with my family. We went to, uh, we I flew to Los Angeles to meet up with my parents. Then we went to Japan uh, for a layover. Um, then to Thailand and Singapore and um, Bali. So all of the places that I went to, um, there was a varying size flights. <laughs> Um, definitely the jet lag is crazy right now, but I watched, uh, so I, I watched all W's on my 11 hour flight from Los Angeles to Japan. I watched all movies that start with a W. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, I started with where'd you go Bernadette? Um, which did you see that? I did. Yeah. Richard Linklater directed it. I was not a huge fan of it. Neither was Um, I. Um, definitely like very book vibes didn't really enjoy it very much uh, the the girl was fine um i just think that the story was kind of lacking and it wasn't like yeah. as interesting I th- yeah. as i wanted kimmy, it to be i think i saw it with kimmy uh, my little sister she definitely wanted to read the book and it definitely seems like one of those movies that you would want to maybe just read the book and not watch the movie um, but yeah, terms of cast was great, acting was really great, but yeah, the story just was not grabbing me, and none of these characters were really written well enough to grab me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, it just was, it just was meh. Yeah, definitely meh. Um, not that it was, like, annoying to watch, it's just, it was really boring. And I watched, uh, then I watched Wild Rose, which, yes. uh, had Jesse Buckley in it. Did you see that? No. Yeah, so I was super excited that it was on the plane. I was like, hell yeah. Damn. Oh, I man. Look for that. So I watched it, and I had seen a, just a trailer for it, and I knew that Jessie Buckley, I think she got uh, Best British Actor nom at the BAFTAs this past year, even though the movie came out in 2018. I was a little confused how it was in the BAFTAs this year, but um, I 
I liked it a lot. Um, I thought that Jesse Buckley was fantastic. Um, and same with her mother, uh, who's Molly Weasley and Harry Potter. Um, oh, okay. She was really good as well, but I just felt like it kind of was... I was expecting it to go in a different direction, and I don't want to, like, spoil it for you or anything, but, like, I kind of expected it to be worse than it actually, like, that she was going to continue to make, like, horrible choices, and then it kind of, like, ended up being, like, a fairy tale, uh, and it somehow turned out all right in the end situation. Oh, um, so kind of, like, hokey a little bit? Like, I it just, just thought everything the... turned out great, or, like... Yeah, like, there was a low point, obviously, but we just never saw the steps um, it took her to get from this kind of, like, her goal was a little bit kind of not clear um, to me, like, in terms of, like, what she actually wanted and how she ended up actually reaching that goal. It just kind of leaped forward a year and solved all the problems. So I just, like, kind of was a little bit, like... Oh, that's great. And then I looked it up, and it has a really high Metascore. I mean, it had, like, a 90 or something. And I was like, all right, well, I see why it did, and I appreciate it, but I still was a little bit upset with the ending. Um, But, uh, again, Jesse Buckley is really awesome, so we'll be seeing much more of her for sure. Yeah, because the only other movie um, I think that – I think you told me she was in Judy. She is in Judy, yes. She's the assistant. Is there anything else she was in currently? Or like, or, you know, before Judy, I guess, and Wild Rose? Um, I saw her in Chernobyl. Um, and also she is in, um, uh, what was I gonna say? I can't remember. It was something. She's in Chernobyl. Um, oh man, I gotta look it up now. Damn it, it was on the tip of my tongue. Oh yeah, it has an 80, it has an 80 Metascore. Okay, not a 90, okay. But still, it was like... It's still pretty high. It was very high high reviews. It was a good movie, I'm not saying it wasn't. I just was a little bit... Oh, she was in Beast, right. Okay. Um, we didn't see that, but it also had, it had, um, uh, Johnny Flynn in it who is uh, in Emma, is Mr. Knightley, and also in that Love Sick show. Um, he's is also, Beast, like, a singer. Is Beast just, like, a retelling of, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast or something else? No, it's actually... Oh, it's something else. Yeah, it's actually, like, kind of based off of um, this serial killer uh, in the UK. Um mm. And it's, like, okay. kind of based off the stories of of this, like, notorious serial killer. Um, okay. And so, like, hmm. she's, I guess, like, in love with him or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's just the font looks very, like, Beauty and the Beast to me. I don't yeah. know. Just, like, the calligraphy kind of look of it. Yeah, Interesting. Totally. Yeah. So All maybe right. one day I'll watch that. But um, And then the last movie that I watched, it was funny. My mom was watching Jojo Rabbit next to me. Um, which they had on the plane, and then I looked, and they had um, Hunt for the Wilder People, Taika Waititi's other film, um, and I watched that, and it was so great. Hunt of the Wilder People? Hunt for the Wilder People. It's a Taika's movie before he did Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and um, it had... Sam Neill in it, that guy who's in Jurassic Park, and I had no idea that he was New Zealander. Um, and then the like kid from Deadpool two, uh, before he did Deadpool two, he's in this movie, and he's okay. like he's a native New Zealand, New Zealander as well. So it was very funny and very over the top and very Taika Waititi, like everything about it, um, which is just everything you expect. Yeah, and I, love. I loved it, and it was, like, really long, and it kind of, like, had a very, like, different, like, I don't know what I expected from this movie, and it, it was, like, different than I expected, like, every turn. It's just such unique storytelling, and 
watching that and like watching many of his movies. I mean, I've seen Thor Ragnarok. I've seen now Hunt for the Wilder People, Jojo Rabbit, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, um, uh, Eagle versus Shark, which is like one of his really, really old ones. Watching yeah. all of these Taika Waititi's movies, like I am so excited and proud that he like won the best adapted screenplay this year at the Oscars. Like I was so excited. <laughs> um, I just, I just about screamed. Yeah, man, he deserves it. He's he's amazing. Yeah, it, he definitely didn't even look like he was prepared for a speech at all. He was like completely flummoxed. So. Oh, yeah. Totally and completely. It was adorable. It was just so sweet. So adorable. Um, And then on the the plane home, uh, I watched... uh, I mean, there and back, I ended up watching um, Fever Pitch again and, like, a bunch of rom-coms. Okay. That were just, like, fun and easy. I love watching rom-coms on the plane. Um, And then there was an... Oh, I watched, like, a little bit of Aquamarine. (laughs) Which is very... uh, Aquamarine? What's that? Oh, you know, that movie about the the JoJo and Emma Roberts when they're, like, preteens and they befriend a, a... Oh, mermaid. The, the mermaid. Yeah. Oh, with the with the shell phone. Yeah, it's with the shell phone. Okay. 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 All it right, was very right. dated, but honestly, like not horrible. Like quite adorable. And uh, I mean, I would show my daughter that movie. It's so sweet. Um. Yeah. Was that not a Disney movie? No, it wasn't. It wasn't a Disney oh, movie. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, there was yeah. something else that had. It, it's gonna come to me. I watched something else on the way home as well that I meant to tell you about, and I just can't recall what it was. Oh, yes. I watched Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, how'd you like that? Oh, it was horrible. It was just horrible. What? What? I thought it was cute. Oh, God, no. Just, it wanted to be so much more than it was, but the screenplay was so bad, and I just... I, the concept was not the problem. The concept was totally fine. Everything seemed like it would have been able to check all the boxes, but truly, you know, the whole relationship between, like, the two main characters, um, that was believable. Zach and, um, uh... Shia? Shia's character. That was very believable, but... The, the, like, relationship between Dakota and Shia was, like, totally forced and didn't really make any sense. Um, yeah, no, I, I can see that. That that part, that part was definitely a weak, a weak part. I think there the was a lot of weak parts, unfortunately, and I'm glad I watched it, but I can see why you were, like, I think when you saw it, I said, should I go see it? And you're like, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, no, you really didn't. I mean, if if you wanted to support an indie film, sure. It, it was I, I it was cute, um, but yeah, definitely nothing nothing too amazing. But no. yeah, so. I, I totally agree with you that that uh, Zach and Tyler, that's that Shia LaBeouf's character, um, were had very good chemistry. Like they seemed like they were very good friends. Yeah, and I had listened to a Shia LaBeouf podcast after. Um, Honey Boy, so if you would like to go listen to more about what Shia had to say, I would I would go listen to our Honey Boy podcast because um, it's a lot of Shia this year, it feels like. And they were at the Oscars. Oh yeah, the, he's, uh, Shia's making a comeback. He is. He He's really getting there, even though, you know, he had a really rough patch while making Peanut Butter Falcon, and then his his comeback was making Honey Boy that he wrote while he was in rehab. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's pretty incredible that he managed to have two movies come out the same year that was just like encompassing his life. But um, anyway, to all the boys. Woo! We're finally here. Um, so uh, 
we we loved the first movie so much, and and so did you guys. Apparently, that that's yeah. like our highest listened to episode. <laughs> it's remarkable how many listens that that has compared to the rest of the podcast. I just I don't understand. I really don't understand what happened there because it's just so high compared to our average. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it shocks us. Like every time we check it, we're like, oh my god, there's like another hundred listens. Yeah, I'll like look at it every couple of months, and and I'm like, I'm like, geez, it's still going up. Like I don't understand what's happening. I think it like um, has that. It's like a traction or something, and it's never gonna like let down. Yeah, maybe. Um, I I just want to know like what the listens to it are all time because we only look at we only look at SoundCloud because that's all we can see. But like, who knows how much it actually has? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, yeah. So. Anyway, uh, this is the second one, and we have known for like a year that that they were going to be making a sequel to this. Um, and, you know, same characters and all that. I, with with the ex, with the exception of a of a new one, um, which I, I want to preface, I want to start this episode by saying that I never watched a single trailer for the second movie. Um, Me neither. Yeah. All of all of the advertising, you know, pictures and articles and stuff that were like kind of coming out, like the promotional photos that were coming out. Like I had no idea who this other guy was. Oh yes. <laughs> I I mean I kind John of had Ambrose. an idea. Yes. I might I might have watched like a couple seconds of a trailer with with the sound off. Um, because that happens a lot. My phone's just always on silent and I just like look at and you know, most videos have subtitles, so I just read subtitles. Um so I might, if anything, I might have watched a piece of the trailer, and so I kind of had an idea of who this, who the other guy was. But, um, but yeah. So uh, to the movie, <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Like in terms of, if you're just gonna compare it to the first one, it's, oh please, let's let's definitely do that. <laughs> it's kind of like lacking a lot. Like they're completely there's really not like a lot really going on i mean i guess it's more of just like lara jean um exploring what it's like to be a girlfriend and kind of like balancing the struggles that comes with it i mean yeah and like i get (sighs) i totally get that like being in a relationship for the first time she doesn't know what to do and she's jealous of uh, the girl who came before her, so I totally understand. Um, she's a very relatable character. She felt relatable in the first movie. I, uh, Laura Jean herself is, of course, a relatable character, but just I liked her so much less in the second movie, in mm. the second one. Yeah. She just was, I mean kind of considering how the first movie happened, like, yes, she's really portraying a lot of her same characteristics in the second movie, like, you know, being unsure, being, um, like, self-conscious about, like, Mm -hmm. her relationship and how kind of things are going now that she's in a relationship with Peter. Right. But just, I just felt like by the time the first movie ended, that things felt solid for her, and she felt, and she felt good about her decision. But the fact that just a measly response to a letter would cause her would cause her idea of her relationship to just go out of proportion and for her to like second guess Peter yeah. I mean it just and, I, and and to what you said before the story was completely lacking I thought this movie was so much more boring than the first one oh yeah I just sure. was yeah it was very I just boring. was not interested in what was happening I was mad at Laura Jean for a majority of the time yeah um the the tie-ins that they tried to do like made sense you know people were kind of comparing um like you know on valentine's day they were saying like oh peter ordered the acapella singers yeah for for what's her name jen. gina jen um for every for every class period so you're just so get ready like right, and, right. and i understand like these comments like again laura jean was kind of a loner so why these people are talking to her also confused me, but I, I guess she'd made some friends with being with being friend be, with being together with Peter. I guess. Yeah, like um, she, Laura, Laura Jean had like a bunch of like friends that I felt like even had way more to do in this movie than they did in the first movie. Like her, her two friends, like especially her friend Chris, 
um, her sister, um, her friend, uh, was it Lucas? Like, they they honestly had a, like, Lucas had a lot more to say in this, um, and it, it, it just was, it was interesting that, like, they've had to fill the time and space with other people talking to Lara Jean about her relationship with, with, um, Peter Kaminsky, and it's just like, yeah, rather than having her and Peter talk about it, it was just, it seemed, it seemed so separate from itself. Like, it was, it was like the scenes where she was with Peter were very different with scenes where she was talking with her friends for like two seconds, or her sister for like two seconds. I mean, it just seemed like they... I also felt like a lot of people were just out of the movie, like, this mm-hmm. the second time around. Like, her family was a lot, was in it a lot less. Yeah. And Except, well, her sister was in it more. Her little sister. But, yeah. Like, they didn't really have anything to do with anything. Um, yeah, it, it just seemed like a bunch of random people at school were kind of, like, in it a lot more to where mm-hmm. we just really weren't. And I, I know they were there to just have those, like, little sly, like, side comments to, like, kind of get in her head and stuff like yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, and what else is she supposed to think? I mean, she has this idea of, of what the, she has her, like, fantasies about what the relationship should be like, and then there's the yeah. reality, and then there's what people are telling her about what Peter did for last relationships, which, I mean, I definitely wouldn't put it past Peter, like, he's, um, he's a high school student, he might not have, you know, a ton of money on him, he really can't, you know, change things up too much, their town doesn't seem that <laughs> exciting, so you probably end up doing a lot of the same things. yeah. For, like, dates and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. The fact that these very, these felt very minor. Like, these minor comments felt Mm -hmm. so minor to where this response back from John Ambrose and seeing him at the volunteer place, which they had no chemistry, by the way. These two. Definitely not. No. Were, like, two, (laughs) two planks of wood talking to each other. Yeah, they're, they're not, like, I mean, Lara Jean and, and Peter definitely have. Much more chemistry, so um, much more chemistry and yeah. history, and they and they bonded and they got to know each other. Like, why would you drop that for these like silly high school comments? Yeah, for some guy you don't even know. Yeah, it's <sighs> it. I think because she really loved John Ambrose when she was growing up, um, and they kept like referencing the past instead of like the present. And they weren't, like, actually building their relationship in the present. All they were doing was talking about the past. Like, every conversation that she had with John Ambrose was like, remember when we did this? Remember when we did this? You, you know? like Yeah. Remember the, it, ha- the Halloween party where we both dressed up and no one else did? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, we're so similar. We should be together forever. Like, yeah. okay. They discussed a lot of things like that. And... It you was, go by your first two names. I go by my first two names. Yeah, because she be together forever. Yeah, like it's, just, it's all arbitrary. And what they were doing now, it's like they had no chemistry. Like, sure, they were working with the old people and they had a fun time planning that that party and all that. But like, which God, can you imagine this? This like old people home was so fucking fancy. Like, how expensive would it be to stay at that place? Like, oh, oh yeah, my like, God. Way. Way too. They had like golf courts, Ugh. courses or something, like tennis courts. They had like a ton. It's like a beautiful mansion. It was like a country club. Oh my god! It was. <laughs> it, can you imagine? Like it. It costs so much money to put your like old your loved ones into a home like that. Like, can you imagine that status of a home? I mean, just what the hell, Canada? Yeah, and just like I just felt like Laura Jean was so. Like closed Laura off from her Jean, family. And... You keep what, calling what her say? Laura. Oh, sorry. I just feel like Laura. our listeners would eventually be like, "Come on, Emily, it's Laura Jean." I'm sorry. I I do apologize. Um, I love the first movie. I'm not going to get any of these names right. Um, but uh, yeah, and I just miss the 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 conversation, the the confiding with her family. Like if mm-hmm. if. If Lara Jean was really feeling this way, she yeah. never went to anyone. She was just like bottling it all up and just like stewing inside about it. And yeah. that just was that was the most frustrating part. I was like, why are you talking to anyone about this? Well, she would try to talk to her sister, but her sister didn't know shit. Like she's like twelve. Like of course she's not gonna yeah. understand. Like she doesn't know. Like she kept bringing it up. She's like, 
but Peter, I was the one that put you guys together. And I'm like, first yeah, of all, writing? you're not the writing a very was like good s- actress. So can and you the writing stop? just seems so like weak in this one, in this uh, movie. Yeah. It, it just like, really? The sister didn't have anything else to say but that? Like, yeah. I don't know. It Every just, time. She's like, but the, do you remember I put you guys together? Yeah, all thanks to me. It's like, okay, will you just calm down? Can you can you give can you give this girl something else to say? Like she had, like she had at, at least else. she had. Yeah, she had nothing else to just do the, in this the movie. The dad, like she she like brought the dad and the other lady together, kind of. But like they did yeah, that which, together. Why didn't they? Why didn't they kind of delve more into that as well? Like it could just be it could, because it was all. I felt like all this stuff was kind of coming up in the first movie too. Like you know the feeling. Um, feeling sad because the mother was gone and missing her and like and all these kind of like very very emotional like topical things were coming up that were being dealt with where this just felt so superficial yeah i agree i agree i I superficial and a cop-out i i did love the character of stormy who she does confide in um played by holland taylor Um, yes i love holland taylor she's she's amazing like she's currently been dating sarah paulson for like many years and they're just adorable she's like Mm -hmm. honestly one of those old women that you're like i wish you were my grandmother you know what i mean yeah and she she's Uh, the same in this movie yeah another scene i really did like um is when lara jean finally texted jen yeah that should have been a longer scene and they met in the treehouse to kind of like like hash shit out it was like a four minute scene it was way too short it needed to be much longer than that it could have been like such a more powerful scene especially with it like really tying to the first movie and peter just having a soft spot and being such a nice guy yeah um, and just wanting to be there for jen because of their history and just wanting to be her friend and i did like that realization that laura came to that it was her and her problem uh you know, not Peter's or Jen's problem. Like, everybody has past relationships, you know? Yeah, that they need to work out and they need to, like, figure out kind of where they stand. I mean, you can't just... You can't just be in the same place with them for so long, for, like, so many hours a day, and just, you know, ignore them. I mean, you guys are gonna be crossing paths for a lot of time. Well, I did love that we were guided to that realization that Laura has that um, people have pasts and that's who makes them who they are. And that's that's who that what's that's what led them to you. You know, they wouldn't be the same if they didn't have those experiences in their past, Um, whether those be people or like ghosts in the closet or anything like that. And that's like the the final um realization that Lara Jean comes to at the end of the movie is just like I'm glad all this happened because it led me like it led us closer together and uh, you know like it brought us together you know yeah and so was how many books are there was there just the one and they kind of like extended this or were there like two books and this kind of covers that um as well I don't know let me look it up I don't know. This the second movie just felt like it didn't have a book to go along with it. It kind of just seemed like they were making shit up as they went along. Um, I feel like there're probably multiple books. Um Let me see. I'll find I'll find it. Okay. The first one came out in 2014. And then there's two sequels. P.S. I still love you and always and forever, Lara Jean. Interesting. Okay, so we might have a third movie. Yeah, I don't know what the third one would be about. Um, I have no idea. But a book is something that's different than a movie. And so it's like this movie felt more like a book than the first one did. Um, the first one, the reason is because it's more of a romantic comedy. We've got the traditional structure of a romantic comedy where the girl has, you know, a crush on the guy, uh, but they kind of like have to have some kind of facade 
before they fall in love for real and then they are happily ever after and that's like you know the structure of of a romantic comedy so um, right with this and one I do... it, it wasn't quite like that yeah and i i do want to give the the director and the writers like kind of credit for trying to um trying to like tie the characters kind of more together because in the first movie you you meet all the boys when they were when they were in their younger personas um of who she sent the letters to but then it kind of just they all dissipated and you're kind of left with like a very few mm-hmm. set well i guess not because she she went through most of the letters most of them were kind of like in their lives what i didn't understand was that it seemed like she had met so john ambrose lived in her area this whole time and they never like ran into each other again like yeah, where like, did she yeah I, I thought they met at like model un or was that someone else they no she did did she met him but then they like went model to UN. they went to middle school together or like elementary school and middle school together and so like everybody and they, they all knew camp. each other yeah and then like apparently he went to a different high school or something yeah, it just seemed like she met all these boys at, like, different... I don't know. I, I guess I guess to me it felt like the boys were a bit more separated when she met them. Like, she met one at summer camp, then she met one at here, and she met one over there. But, I mean, we meet... What was the other boys? Lucas? Is that the other boy? Yeah, Who that's, also like, goes her, to their school? Yeah. They, they, like, dance together at a dance, right? Yeah, so I... I appreciate that they were kind of trying to, you know, show some backstory, show some history, because we really didn't get a whole lot of that in the first movie. It just kind of kept, stayed very present, um, and we kind of just saw how things were going as they stood. Like, this is how things were, and we're yeah. just going to continue on. Like, here's a very slight backstory just to get you caught up, but we're just going to continue forward. Well, it, she she also didn't even mention her neighbor, who she had the biggest crush on in the beginning of the first movie. Right, and so wasn't... That was Margot's boyfriend. Right, and so also just... So wouldn't that have been... So I guess at the time she wrote the letter to the neighbor, she didn't feel as... Because then that's the thing. Because out of nowhere, it's like you thought thought she had the the most attraction to the neighbor. Right. What was his name? Yeah, I don't remember. But then... But then they uncover in the second movie that it was actually John Ambrose that she had, like, the most feelings for? When I think it's Peter that she definitely did, um, which is what she discovers at the end by kissing John Ambrose. And she's like, oh, man, I really fucked it up with Peter. I, I love Well, no, Peter. In, in, in terms of when she wrote her letters and sent them, she was kind of talking about, like, like, oh, out of all your letters, oh, yeah. Lara Jean, like, one had to be the most intense, right? And yeah. it's like, okay, so maybe maybe when she wrote the letter originally to the neighbor, her feelings weren't as strong until current time, and then she kind of had to dial back? Like, was that, like, while she was dating? I, um, don't, I don't know, Emily. I don't know what the timeline... I'm, tr- I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm trying to, like, understand all this. Like, <laughs> I mean, because it's just... Don't you, I mean, you've had crushes in your life, like, when they're really intense, and then they just, like, dissipate, you know? It's like, they're, like, pockets of moments of your life, you know, where you're just, like... Well, yeah, because these letters were written at different points of her childhood. Like, she did not have a crush on all these guys at once. They had to be at different times. Yeah, they were all, like, kind of this and that, like, jumping around, right? Yeah, Um, so I guess... So I guess in ter- in terms of intensity of crush at the time when she was feeling these feelings for the boy, making her needing to like write this letter to them. Yeah. Um, I guess John Ambrose says it. It just it just irks me that if this was the most if this was the most intense feeling, why didn't they have better chemistry? That just really made me mad. It was the was actors, like, dude. They just uh, and, and also the, like, the writing was not great. Like when she she kind of was like that. That whole big klutz of like her knocking over the the glass bowl and then tripping on all of the M and M's. It was it was just a oh mess. Oh my gosh! I, know. I was like embarrassed. I was like, oh no, Larchie, don't do that. She she kind of um, still didn't have that like confidence. Like I thought that it would bring her if she had 
a boyfriend like Peter. Um, but she's, that's just not who she is. Like, she's not going to be, like, strutting her stuff. She's going to, like, sit in the shadows and kind of worry about things because that's what she does. Right. And and she can definitely do that because relationships can be tricky. And, and when, especially when you're in high school. Like, I'm, oh, my God. Like, sometimes I think that I'm so happy that I didn't have a relationship while I was in high school because yeah. that, just sounds, that just sounds awful. I, I mean, I can't imagine that if we even had relationships in high school that they would be that they would have worked out in any way or like at all. Like, I just, I can't think of any kind of situation where either you or I would have dated somebody that we knew and it worked out. Like I just, I, I, everybody does, they don't know what they're fucking doing. You're, you're like 16 years old. You're, you're like on another planet of who you actually are in terms of like where you're going to go and who you're going to become, you know, uh, Jean and Peter do have a lot of time and maybe they'll grow together and we'll see that. I mean, it seems that they want to make it work now. And I like, I like they talk, they like kind of bring stuff up in their relationship. Uh, you know, stuff like she'll say to him like, Oh, you know, I saw John Ambrose. And then he goes, why do you do that to me, Laura? Like, why'd you even say that to me? And she's like, well, I just thought you should know, you know, like she's trying to be honest with him. She's trying to like communicate with him, you know? Yeah, and and the whole the whole setup of the story makes sense. I mean, you know, you're in this you're in this new relationship, you're going you're going strong, you think, and then you know, kind of things start happening and things start making you second guess and then um and then the last boy responds to the letter and that kind of like throws a wrench at things cuz it's something new, it's something you didn't really expect to happen and and so, like, the whole story, like, it would have made sense. Like, this whole storyline would have made sense. If the writing was better and the chemistry was better between the actors, maybe it could have worked more. Yeah. yeah. And and giving and giving the scenes that needed more time their time. Because, yes, even though, like, John, John Ambrose was new. He needed more time with, with Lara Jean. Like, this, like, they just did not have enough time. Co- yeah. Reconciling things with, with Jen... That that was a reference to the first movie, you know. People who watched the first movie like needed that because it was just and it was closure for Lara Jean to really to to want to go back to Peter, like and and know that okay, this is just stupid. This is just what I need. Like yeah. I need like like Peter's the one. Yeah. So it like it was all there and it could have worked. Um, I'm just I guess I'm just disappointed that it didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I I just I don't know. Like I it. It was just kind of boring. I mean, I enjoyed it. I like Peter. I like, um, I like Laura Jean. I think she's she's a really relatable person. Like I said before, um, she is. And but personally, I don't think I'm going to watch the second movie yeah. ever again. Yeah. Um, if, I watched if, the first if, one if, several times. Oh yeah, the first one is rewatchable. So much. Like if I'm bored and I just need a cute movie to watch and just just cute little people to watch it's it's gonna be it's gonna be to all the boys the first yeah. one like that's yeah. just it's a it's a perfect little background noise movie <laughs> uh yeah um compared to i mean it, it's definitely like even the second one was miles above in tone like i felt like completely uh you know even though it was boring and we didn't love it as much it's still not horrible and i i wouldn't say that it's like a bad teenage rom-com like I think it kind of it asks a lot of good questions and it kind of uh allows the main character to have some self-realization so in that sense it's not it's not terrible and I think the direction is pretty good um and I was gonna say I'm comparing it to this other movie that I watched yesterday which I told you about that was so bad I wanted to gouge my eyes out and I can't believe I watched the entire thing was uh, The Kissing Booth on Netflix um, another Netflix movie It that movie was so bad like I you know everything compared to that movie is like gold <laughs> really it's that bad I mean Emily like truly you gotta just watch it for the cringe factor. I'm telling you, like I can't even like put I've into words. I watched enough cringy movies this year. 
Oh, wait, that was last year. I guess, okay, I, I guess I'm due for a cringy movie for 2020. It, it's truly, like, uncomfortable the entire movie. Um, the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, at least, like, To All the Boys is, like, a realistic story. You know, everything basically makes sense. You feel like you connect with Lara Jean a lot, you know? Um, yeah, and, and, yeah. I just personally, personally, the second movie was so boring. I just, I just will not have any, have any inclination to want to watch it again. All right. Well, let's read some of the meta scores here. It, it got a fifty-four. Um, I'll just, I'll read the top one, and I guess you could Wait, read the bottom. Let's do the plot keywords. Okay, fine. Jesus, you've been, you've been gone for so long. You forgot how we do things here. I just didn't think we would do them. I don't know. Oh look! Here's the, the tagline. It's called "First Love, Last Letter." Uh, Interesting. Yeah, that's cute. Interesting. All right. Do we do we not have any plot keywords? Oh, I don't no. see any plot keywords. Uh, oh, so. Oh no! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. There's no plot. Did keywords? they like remove those from the like IMDb? Or does this what? Oh my gosh! The user reviews is boring and slow. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's funny. Um, maybe if they just don't have any set up, they just they just don't it don't show up. Like, do we need to add some? Where uh, the heck are the plot keywords? Well, this the original like right. I don't see any plot keywords on other ones. Um, I'm just like let's like, see just. Just because I still have it open. Plot keywords is still a thing, because Peanut Butter Falcon has some. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, maybe they just... Wait, no, the the first one does have plot keywords. It's right under storyline. Mm. So, no, they just don't have any. Okay, well, right. we've, def- we've ran into some that don't have any yet, and this is a pretty new movie. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. All right. So, 54 Metascore. Metascore. Um, I'm going to read the top one, see if we agree with it. Um, From IndieWire, I gave it an 83. With one film left in the franchise, P.S. I Still Love You effectively operates as both its own feature and a bridge to the more adult questions Lara Jean and company will face in the final offering. It's a love letter to teen movies of the past, but also a smart look at what they might be in the future. I disagree, lady. I really think you're giving it a lot more than it actually is. Oh yeah, she just this lady is is just blinded. She's biased <laughs> <laughs> by Peter's beautiful smile. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see which one speaks to me. Uh, I'm gonna read the Vox one. Uh, gave it a sixty. As she was into all the boys, Condor is the beating heart of this movie, and her performance as Lara Jean is deceptively complex. Lara Jean has to be simultaneously a nerdy introvert and badass cool chick, but Condor makes both sides feel equally present and equally real. That's that's great. I all right. I yeah. I, I agree. I think she's definitely the strongest in the movie. Yeah, and and the actress does does a really good job of like really portraying this very relatable like just questioning everything teen because that's just what you do when you're that age you question everything second guess yourself you don't even know what's gonna last and what's real and what you want (laughs) yeah um i'll read the the 40 from the new york times to the director michael flimogarley's credit P.S. I Still Love You doesn't condescend to Lara Jean's dilemma, even as her choices deserve popcorn pelted at the screen. Yet, (laughs) (laughs) yet he's content with a product that seems beamed in from a statically, staticky old channel. Um, Which is like, it's boring. (laughs) Yes, basically. Um, That Hollywood Reporter one is extremely harsh. Wow. Okay, let's see. I'll read it. Hollywood Reporter gave it a 30. Netflix's To All the Boys P.S. I Still Love You is a charmless sequel to a charmless ya rom-com. Y-A Extra rom-com. Rom. Y-A, what does that mean? Young adult, man. Where have you oh. been? 
<laughs> Whoa. <laughs> apparently I apparently I've been in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Did I never saw that before? Oh, really? Y- yeah. Y A. It's not yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Emily. <laughs> Sorry, it's very hot in my room. <laughs> I'm losing uh, it a little bit. Okay. Um, extra rom, hold the calm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, um, I would give it like a my personal score. I'd give it like a fifty. I think. Um. Which is not, yeah. you know, great, but it's not horrible. It's, like, right in the middle. <laughs> I mean, a 50? That's, that's like, giving it a Guy Ritchie score, which at least Guy Ritchie films are at least enjoyable. <laughs> Did you see The the Gentleman yet? Yeah, it was all right. I didn't really like it. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I... I don't know. I... I don't know he's why I didn't really like good it. at making okay movies. We've already he's he's great at making okay movies. Did that's, you see that, that is what Guy Ritchie does? Did you what? see that there's going to be a sequel to Aladdin? What? Yeah. Is it Aladdin King of Thieves? Oh man. <laughs> Are we gonna see Aladdin's hot dad? <laughs> Aladdin Prince of Deep Th- Yeah. I mean I would not be surprised if that's the direction that they want to take it. Oh my gosh! Who Aladdin's do you who do you think who do you think could play Aladdin's hot dad? Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Um, I mean, he's kind of like oldish, you know. So like, yeah, yeah. You'd he's have a, to get he's some like a, guy. He's like a like, silver fox. Yeah, gotta get a silver fox. Yeah, like I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who's like in their fifties and really hot? Like I don't, I don't know who it would be. I don't know, man. Not to mention, like, a kind of Middle Eastern actor, too. Because, you know, the the problem is, like, Ben Kingsley is used for, like, pretty much every single Middle Eastern character on the planet. Right. And it's fucked up because, like, you know, he is pretty much a white dude. Like, you just keep dropping him in all these different roles. Like, Like, they just make him the most ethnic white dude possible, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's just... There's just no... Just no diversity. There's just nothing out there, and, you know, we just need more, so it'll probably be some newcomer dude who's, like, really hot. Which, you know what? I'm all for. If if they go the King of Thieves route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prince of Thieves. No! It was called the King are you sure no i'm not i'm I'm, never sure of anything i'm looking it up i'm basically laura jean oh god you (laughs) i'm sorry i i I did that just to spite you Um, i know i know you did um i'm sorry i don't pronounce any names right i'm a terrible person i know aladdin Um, to the king of thieves you're right Boom! <laughs> Don't freaking question me! Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh my god, oh his dad is so hot. <laughs> Alright, uh, I mean, we still got some time to kill. Do we want to... Oh no, it's it's been 48 minutes. Uh, you know what? <laughs> what let's, are you let's talking do a quick, about? Let's do a quick little Oscar recap. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we both did, like, equal on our points... Um, did we? I did terrible. <laughs> I think we both picked, uh, you know, like a you you got parasite to win. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But that was like, because I was I wanted it. I wanted so hard that it just came into being. <laughs> yeah, and and I got like a lot of the technical awards, um, which you always do because I'm terrible at those. Yeah, like I got like a lot of them, and I got Jojo Rabbit. Uh, oh yeah, dude! You called that shit. Adapted screenplay, which at the time I re-listened to the podcast, and I was like so surprised because I I listened to myself, and you're like, "Why'd you choose that one?" And I was like, "I just thought maybe if JoJo Rabbit was going to win anything, it was going to win this." And <laughs> I and was you were right. right. And I, you were right. I'm so happy for that choice. Yeah. So uh, so some highlights. Love that the opening. Uh, song was a was mostly about all the movies that didn't get nominated. Yes, yes, Janelle <laughs> Monae. Loved that. 
Yes, um, Janelle. Who was in Harriet as well. Um, so we got oh, yeah. the performance from her and also from Cynthia Revo in her Harriet song, and she just fucking killed it. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. She's like a superwoman. I just like, oh my god, she's incredible. Her voice is just breathtaking. Oh, that, not to mention that awesome, awesome performance by all the different Elsas. Oh my gosh, that I was, was just, so I was just great. ready to cry. I was ready to just just bawl my eyes out. <laughs> Yeah, I cried. I certainly cried. Um, And I didn't get to watch the performance with uh, Chrissy Metz. Um, She, I was talking to my Nona Nonu during that time, who called us literally at the the least opportune time, right as Timmy came on stage. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I cannot talk to you right now. Yet my dad was, like, scream-talking to them next to me, and I'm just sitting there, like, my face is as close to the camera as possible, trying to watch, close to my iPad as possible, trying to watch Timmy and his beautiful face talk on the TV. Um, Yeah, gotta go. My love is on the screen. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on. Like, that was the worst time to call. Um, So I totally missed, I totally missed Shia and Zach as well. Yeah, um, had some very great speeches as well. I remember um, uh, Dern, <laughs> Dern's Laura Dern. <laughs> yeah, I just not even. I'm just, I'm just too afraid <laughs> to say the name Laura anymore. <laughs> just Dern. She's not gonna say Dern. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I also really like the speech by the lady that won. Um, she she won for Joker. It was the. Uh, technical yes. one. Yes, Her speech the, was the so great. Best original score definitely yes. was an amazing speech. I I think I started crying when she was talking as well. Um, she was just being really empowering for little girls, which, you know, that gets you. Yeah, and and of course, if if any if any leading actor should win, it was definitely Joaquin and his speech was very powerful as well and very emotional. Um, I I didn't like I, I I was kind of reflecting on it and having uh, the Gal Gadot and uh, Sigourney Weaver and um, Brie Larson up there before Hilder won for the best original score and then also having that woman composer do one song I felt like it was like kind of fan service and like definitely like the industry being like look we can have feminism and then they have like one spot and that's it you know it's like I felt like it was a little bit pushy in terms of like them trying to to completely show how diverse everything was when in fact it wasn't at all you know yeah because really the true um the I mean the true sense of diversity comes out in in the votes. I mean, the nominations and the winners. I mean, it's you can't just you can't just put a put a mask on like showing how diverse you are and how like inclusive you are by like by the show and the fanciness and all the, you know, the the jokes and the hosts and the all that stuff. I mean, when when the nominations initially came out, everyone was like, "Great. Like there's they have they have one black woman on here for for best actress in a leading role. And it's just and and like no one else and just everyone else is white. Like it's just it's it's crazy. And I don't know if you guys saw but on what was the article that we shared um about how one about how one person voted mm-hmm. for the academy. Mhm. Just I don't know if we did did that come out before we did the theories? Yeah, we t- we talked was about it, it. Um we did. But it is shared on our social media just kind of like one of the people uh in the in the uh the academy and their votes and how they voted. And it really was kind of ridiculous cuz they clearly didn't watch everything. They clearly had a bias uh for American films and things like that. And but you know, it w- even though there was that 
bad article. I did expect uh, less parasite wins, and that won um, four major categories. So, you know, I think that because it did that, like, it really, like, is going to impact the future from now on. Yeah, I sure hope so. I, yeah, the fact that that Parasite could push through um, and and not, and it really didn't feel like, you know, and like, oh, they had to win. Like, it wasn't, it didn't feel like that. There were some great movies on the list this year, and Parasite truly deserved it yeah. by just how amazing it was. Yeah, like, and, and like a lot of other ones did as well, but Parasite was the best film. I think it, like was the yeah. one that it didn't feel like a cop out yeah like previous years have kind of felt totally totally <laughs> like like last year um yeah so like definitely the the winners were so satisfying this year compared to last year uh you know you watch it and you're just not having a bad taste in your mouth you're like yeah this is exactly what it should be like and we should be you know praising yeah i mean diversity. minus yeah, minus a few more people deserving to be on the nominations list in general. Yeah. I mean, there was there was no reason that The Farewell should not have been on this list this year. Yeah, same like, with Uncut Gems. And Uncut Gems. And no The Lighthouse. Reason. Yeah, I know. And, and Lighthouse. There was no reason why these should <laughs> not have been on the nominations list this year. I know. So, so you know, but we, we appreciate this. Um, we're out there seeing the movies again. Um doing the best we can i'm st- I'm still recovering from not only oscar season but this two-week vacation that i went on that i'm i'm so off right now and i'm sure you're gonna listen to my the struggles for the next couple months but i'm also training for a half marathon so currently very tired oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's okay it's okay man it'll all It'll all get better eventually. Oh, it's things are going good. I I think I've really broken out of the worst of this jet lag. I was waking up at like three a.m. for like a week. Um, yeah, I think I saw. I think I saw your your post or something. I <laughs> yeah. saw it like oh awake. <laughs> it's at like three forty five or something. Yeah, um, but I've been yeah. doing much better. Like, but it's kind of funny because I've been going to bed really early. And, but I'm still waking up, you know, at, the, at a normal time. But it's just like going to bed so early. Like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, prob- yeah. Do we want to talk about maybe some upcoming stuff that we're probably going to... We definitely need to do another indie. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's got to happen. 100% uh, doing another indie. Uh, doing the next letter in our alphabet series. I know we've been saying those two things for a couple months now. But we're actually going to do them. I'm really just so sorry. Uh, We've got Star Wars in the future combined with The Mandalorian probably. uh, Maybe Birds of Prey or Emma, uh, which I'm going to go see next week. I'll see that when it eventually hits my theater because it hasn't and I'm angry about it. Yeah, uh, you saw Birds of Prey though, right? I did. I did see that. Do you think we're going to need to talk about it? Um, I think we could definitely talk about it if we wanted to. Um, okay. I definitely think it's worth watching. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to go see it. And and definitely definitely worth talking about. Okay, well, uh, look for that one. And uh, I think that's it. You got any other ideas? Um, no, I think we're good for now. We just got to get we just got to get some stuff out before all the Marvel movies come out next month. <laughs> We got a lot of movies coming out in March. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, like all the Marvel TV shows and stuff. Um, there's a there's a movie coming out, and oh, uh, which one is it? Black Widow. Oh yes, right. And uh, and and Mulan comes out next month. A what? Mulan. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sorry, we're just rambling. We just we're just okay. Uh, if you like this episode. <laughs> If, if you have any thoughts about To All the Boys or the Oscars or anything we rambled on about, uh, you can leave a comment uh, on Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like our page. Or uh, in the comments of uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts where you yeah. can rate and review our show as well. Um, we would love to know what you guys think. 
And uh, if you need notifications on future episodes uh, we release, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast. And we've also got merch if you're interested in that. And uh, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can email us. We've got All By the Popcorn at gmail.com or All By the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com. Sounds great, Emily. Thanks for talking them up all of our social beats. I, th- I thought I would have forgotten it's been so long. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's been and like three weeks. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.